start this evening by wishing you a happy new year. It's nice to see all of you again. I'm sorry I was sick last week. Not as sick as many I have heard. And we have many gone tonight because of this flu epidemic that is uh, all over the country. I don't know if you've seen the little map on the news, but it's everywhere, everywhere. So I'm very grateful that I can be here tonight. I'm grateful you can be here tonight. And I thought we'd start our evening tonight if you just bow with me for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you tonight for the incredible joy of knowing Jesus Christ. The incredible joy of gathering together, Lord, in your name. The incredible joy of singing psalms of praise to you. And it is our desire, Lord, that our lives would be a living prayer to Jesus Christ. We have found in you all of our joy, all of our peace, all of our purpose, all of our strength. Everything, Lord, good in our life, it's because of you. Lord, tonight we just ask you that you would open our hearts to your word tonight. Open your hearts to understand what we talk about. Help us to see a fresh vision of God and a fresh understanding of your power. Inspire our hearts, Lord, through the things that we, we hear and understand this evening. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> so you know, every year, when every year begins, I... Um, I begin pondering, leading up to the beginning of that year, as one of the pastors of the church here. What is it that I want to ask the Lord for to do in your lives this year? Because um, you are my responsibility. <clears throat> you may or may not know that. Now, you're your own responsibility as well. But as one of your shepherds, as one of your pastors, it's my responsibility and my privilege to sort of evaluate <clears throat> and think through, where's the church at? What would be the need? What God do you want to impress on people's hearts this year? And, and the Lord brought me to this conclusion. My prayer for 2013 is that each and every one of you would get closer to God. That this year would be a year that you get closer to God. So I'm going to start a series tonight entitled Closer to God. And I want you to imagine something for a moment. <clears throat> We're going to talk tonight about some of the things that entails getting closer to God and some of the reasons why it's difficult for us. Because I know and I'm confident that every person here tonight really has a desire, a sincere desire to grow closer to God. <clears throat> but sometimes there's things that get in the way. And we don't always know what to do. And one of those things I want to talk about this evening. How many of you saw the movie Pride and Prejudice? Anybody see the movie? The, the most recent one with Kara Knightley. Is that her name? <clears throat> she's the only one I remember from the movie. I don't remember Mr. Darcy's name, only because he's not necessarily a well-known actor. But he did very, very good in Pride and Prejudice. But I don't know if you, if you got to see the movie. You get to see the movie. It's a very, very powerful movie, actually. It's not just a chick flick. It's actually a meaningful movie. And, <clears throat> but what stood out to me in the movie was this. Really simple. Just cut everything else away. You've got this girl, Elizabeth, who makes a prejudicial decision after meeting Mr. Darcy the first time. And she misjudges him. <clears throat> and much of the rest of the movie... Because of her mischaracterization, because of her misunderstanding, 
she sort of despises him. <clears throat> Only to find out later that he's a man of impeccable character and that he went out of his way secretly to help one of her sisters who made a terrible mistake and he paid for her wedding and he's very loving towards his own little sister and he's nothing like she perceived him to be. And so these feelings of, I don't know, what do I want to call them? This hatred, this sort of prejudice that she had towards him, this sort of, I despise the guy, I can't stand him. Instead, in light of what she came to understand, all of her feelings turned to love. And she fell in love with him. That's basically the heart of the movie. My understanding, after watching it about four times. <clears throat> if I want to get in good with my wife, we just pop in Pride and Prejudice instead of The Matrix or something like that. I'm joking. I'm j I really am joking. I enjoy watching movies with my wife. But I want you to imagine a different scenario, all right? I want you to imagine that you are, born, you are a little child, and you live in a house with just your mom. And it's a beautiful house. You've always got enough food, and mom's always got this beautiful car to drive. Mom goes, goes to a job, and you go to school. And all you ever really hear from mom is how bad your father is. He's a terrible guy. He deserted us, and he's dead. In all these years, you're just so well taken care of. And you just think, wow, my mom, she just, she works so hard and she takes care of us and you live in this big house and you have servants and you've got cars and you've got your own little toy car, you've got your own little motorcycle, you go on these wonderful vacations and then it comes time to college and you get to go to this wonderful college and everything is paid for. And while you're at college, you find out from a friend. But your father isn't really dead. No, you think, what? Even my father's, he deserted the family, he's dead. No, your father isn't dead. Not only is he not dead, but he didn't desert you, he was run off. And you know why your life is so good? Because your father has been paying for everything. He's been sending money to your mom. Well, I've got stacks and stacks of letters. Your mom threw them out. I came to the garbage can and cooked them all and saved them. Your father used to write you one every single week. Now, I know that sounds absurd. And there are a few situations like that. But the reality is, that is exactly what's happened with us in God. You and I have been incubated and raised in a world that denies the existence of God, that denies His glory, that gives Him no credit for all that He has done. And we have been systematically propagandized and indoctrinated and lied to about our Creator and our Father. And yet we have inside of us this genuine desire to want to get close to God. We have this genuine desire to want to know this living God. It's interesting. 
<coughs> I have found that the things that would tend to inspire someone about God, that would cause you to want to get to know God, <coughs> will be, have actually been robbed from him. And I'm going to explain a little bit about this tonight. And I have a few things I'm going to read to you that I think will help you understand this. <clears throat> How many of you here like football? <clears throat> we got some football fans? Okay, great. Really energetic, recovering flu crowd tonight. So I know a lot of you like football because, you know, I stalk on your Facebooks and I see what you talk about. I know what's in your heart. <laughs> <clears throat> You know one of the reasons you like football, <clears throat> if I can just be really honest, besides some of you, maybe you played peewee football, but that, that isn't the big reason. The big reason is because you've seen highlight reel after highlight reel after highlight reel of these extraordinary feats by RG3. Last year, Tim Tebow, he kind of stole the, heart, the, 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 the nation's heart, well, at least a number of people. And, and you just, they have these whole programming. You think about these three chubby guys sitting behind a desk making a living talking about highlight films. I mean, what positive thing do they contribute to life? Nothing. But they just sit there talking about highlight reels. And, you know, you see some guy. I mean, think about it. I know, I know you think it's an incredible feat. Wait till I read some of the feats tonight. So the guy lays himself out and he catches the ball and, you know, I wish, I just got to say this. I didn't watch the game last week. I gave up football, but don't you wish RG3 had a little brains? <laughs> you, oh my goodness. I, I don't know if he'll be back next. He took a humongous risk and he lost. The game is not worth a knee being ruined so you may never, ever, ever play again. He had the worst possible thing happen to his knee you can have happen. And he has major surgery. We'll see what happens. All because he stayed in a little too long. I understand the competitive nature. I understand the competitive nature. But with age comes wisdom. And you realize, you know what? I may never play this game again. You know, young people think surgery, surgeons can fix everything. They can't. Mike Shanahan, I don't know what Mike was thinking. Maybe he thought he had John Elway again. I don't know. I don't think Mike Shannon's a bad coach, and I don't think RG3 is a bad guy. I just think that it isn't amazing what we'll sacrifice for a game. All it is is a game. It's a very high-priced game. It's in front of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people watching. And yet one of the reasons that you're drawn to football is because you fed on the highlight reels over and over and over, and you just ooh and ah, and it inspires you. Or some of you, maybe you're old enough to remember, probably many of you were three or four years old, when Michael Jordan was going airborne from the top of the key, or at least the free throw line, and he was dunking basketballs. And you know, you watch it over and over. I don't know if you've ever seen the highlight reels or the whole video of his whole career in highlight reels and just kind of ooh and ah and then he kind of fades to the background because now it's King James has come along and I'm always stunned occasionally when I'm traveling on the road I hear people talk about LeBron James the greatest basketball player has ever been and I'm like well wait 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 have you forgotten Michael Jordan <laughs> Who, who's he you know the next guy comes along and we're just so awe inspired <clears throat> you know one of the reasons one of the reasons that we find it so difficult to be drawn to God 
is because we don't watch his highlight reels. Because nobody gives credit to God for what God has actually done. And most of us were not raised on a healthy diet of the highlight reels of God. I'd like to read something to you. And then I have a, a number of little, little things here in my book that I'm just going to read to you. And then we'll close. And I'm going to tell you where you can get this. Because this little book is going to help you draw closer to God. Psalm 73, 28 says, But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God and made Him my refuge, that I might tell of all your wonderful works. The Lord's deeds are spectacular. They should be studied by all who enjoy them. i got to tell you, we find it more spectacular to watch somebody catch a football or intercept a ball, or dodge a few guys and run back 95 yards, then what I'm going to tell you about the creativity and power and design of God in a few moments, only because we don't know any different. It's real, we're, Our mind is so caught up with the ordinary things of this world that we miss the extraordinary things of God. Listen to this psalm in Psalm 111. Hallelujah. I give thanks to God with everything I've got. Whenever good people gather and in the congregation, God's works are so great, worth a lifetime of study, endless enjoyment. I know hardly anybody, anybody, who talks about God like that. But that has been my experience with God, and I really mean this. talking about God, thinking about God, reading about things about God is more thrilling to me than a football game. It really, truly is. There's more enjoyment. I'm not saying can't have enjoyment from a football game. I mean what you're really watching, in case you didn't know, was the splendid, marvelous, extraordinary creativity of God and the human body and what it is capable of when discipline is applied. That's what you're watching. Of course, no one ever stops to think that. We just give all the credit to the person, to the human. Until once in a while, someone like Tim Tebow comes along or even RG3 and they give credit where credit is due to God. A lifetime of study, splendor and beauty mark his craft. His generosity never gives out. His miracles are his memorial. This God of grace, this God of love, he gave food to those who fear him. He remembers to keep his ancient promise. He proved to his people that he could do what he said. He produces truth and justice. All his products are guaranteed to last. Never out of date, never obsolete, rust-proof. All that he makes and does is honest and true. He paid a ransom for his people. That's true through Jesus Christ. He ordered his covenant kept forever. He's so personal, holy, worthy of our respect. The good life begins in the fear of the Lord. Do that and you'll know the blessing of God. His praise, his majesty, his glory lasts forever. A friend of mine recently gave me a book, and it's been a hard one for me to put down. I actually, I know people sometimes, they they think of Mark as the uneducated guy. I actually love to read. I pursue a variety of different um, avenues of 
educating myself of information, of understanding more about God, more about what God has made. And the title of this book is Inspired Evidence, Only One Reality. I want to encourage every one of you to get it. I'm going to tell you where you can get it. I'm going to read a few things here today from from this book that I think would help you. Basically, what uh, this man and woman did, they're both scientists, highly skilled in their fields of study, is they put together... A devotional for the entire year, every day of the year, from cosmology, anthropology, geology, astronomy, history. All these different extraordinary things about creation from a scientific perspective and the wonders of God and how it's backed up from the Word of God. So there was a few here tonight I just thought I'd read to you that I thought would, uh, maybe you've never heard. But they really caused me to just stop and go, wow, God is amazing. Have you ever gone outside on a sunny winter day and nearly blinded by the brightness of the snow? Snow reflects nearly 90% of the sun's rays landing on it. This keeps the snow cooler, resulting in a slower melting rate. Why would God want snow to stay cold longer? Keeping the snow cool is important because it stores much of the water we need for later use. When snow does melt, it is usually gradual, making flooding minimal. As the snow melts, it slowly percolates into the ground, making the ground ready for spring planting. God designed snow to hold water until it's needed to be released. Water stored as snow protects the earth from massive erosion that would take place if all moisture fell as rain. Snow acts as a fluffy insulating blanket for plants and creatures underneath the snow, shielding them from the harsh winter temperatures. It can be 20 degrees warmer near the ground under snow than in the air above the snow. Falling snow cleans the air. Every snowflake captures floating dust and other particles as it begins to crystallize and falls to the earth. You may have noticed after a snowstorm that when you take a deep breath, the air smells clean and crisp. It's almost like falling snow vacuumed the air for us. The whiteness of snow is also a wonderful metaphor for God's cleansing of our sin. God cares for our soul and desires for it to appear as white as snow. Let me read you this one about um, lightning. This blew my mind. These are the things. Imagine if you were a child starting at about age five and you were fed this every single day. Do you grasp how easy it would be to believe in God and to want to know this God. But this was a really um, uh, tremendous one. You may think that lightning only brings fear and sometimes destruction. Now, I'm 56 years old, <clears throat> and this is going to sound really stupid unless you're as dumb as me. <clears throat> I sincerely, truly had no idea lightning has any purpose whatsoever. I simply saw it in the sky as maybe just a display of power. Uh, That's all I thought of it. That's all I've ever known. You may think lightning only brings fear and sometimes destruction. What good is lightning? Plants need nitrogen to grow, green and healthy, and our atmosphere is 78% nitrogen. Yet plants cannot take the nitrogen they need for growth directly from the air. Instead, our master designer has provided an alternative means of getting that nitrogen into the plants through lightning. 
Lightning actually converts the nitrogen in the air to nitrous oxide, which falls to the ground and enters the soil where it can be used by plants. It is estimated that electrical storms produce 100 million tons of usable nitrogen for the Earth's plants each year. You could call lightning a super fertilizer. So next time there's an electrical storm, know that God is just turning the lawns green. I had no idea. I mean, I'm reading this, I'm 56, I'm going, wow. <laughs> Listen to this one. <clears throat> you ever complain about the weather? People often complain about the weather here on earth, but after reading the weather report on other planets, you might want to change those complaints to praise. <clears throat> Mercury, extreme temperature swings today, a scorching 870 Fahrenheit in the sun, minus 300 degrees Fahrenheit in the dark, and an atmosphere of unbreathable hydrogen and helium. Venus. Skies will remain overcast with heavy clouds and periodic thunderstorms of sulfuric acid. <clears throat> Temperatures day and night of 900 degrees Fahrenheit. Air pressure of 100 times greater than on Earth. You'll be suffocated, crushed, roasted, and corroded. <laughs> this is great. Mars. Mars. Dust storms are approaching. Stay indoors since there's not enough oxygen to breathe. Lows tonight of a minus 100 degrees. Jupiter. Today there's an extreme smog alert. The air will smell of rotten egg gas because the air is full of poisonous hydrogen sulfide. Be on alert for cosmic radiation, falling meteors, and magnetic storms. The red spot hurricane continues to roar. Saturn. Minus 216 degrees Fahrenheit. Wind blows at 1,118 miles an hour. Gas planet so there's no ground to stand on. <laughs> Clouds made up of ammonia crystals. Uranus, minus 355 degrees Fahrenheit, poisonous atmosphere. Neptune, winds will blow nonstop at 1,300 miles an hour. The days will be dark since Neptune receives only one-tenth percent of the amount of sunlight as compared to Earth. The moon, no rain, no wind, no clouds, no blue sky. Afternoon temperature of 253 degrees Fahrenheit, nighttime temp of minus 233. Compared to other places in our solar system, Earth's weather is just right. There's really no place like home. Okay, hang on. I got more. We're going to stay here till midnight, so get comfortable. <clears throat> Listen to this one for a minute. <clears throat> Blood is the most amazing product transportation system ever devised. Arteries and veins are the small flexible tubes that carry blood to and from our cells, delivering oxygen and removing waste. Our blood is mostly made up of plasma, which carries the other solid materials, red blood cells, white blood cells, and platelets. Red blood cells carry oxygen, white blood cells fight infection, and platelets plug leaks in the veins and arteries. The average person knows very little about how their body works. Most people know more about the fluid in their car than the fluid in their own body. That's the truth. The 75 trillion cells in your body have many common characteristics. Each cell must breathe, each needs oxygen and food as fuel. It gets hot, it needs cooling, it performs work and gives off exhaust gas and waste products. Car engines have separate systems for each function. However, God has combined all the required functions into one system in our body, the circulatory system. Blood carries in food, oxygen, and other required chemicals and minerals. It constantly moves required nutrients from processing sites to delivery points and transports waste from the cells to disposal plants. It even acts to surround and destroy invading armies like germs and replace worn out and damaged parts of a cell. 
The motor of the circulatory system is the heart, a two-cylinder pump, which keeps working even as you sleep, sit, or run a race. Would we say that a car with all the systems happened by accident or chance? Car makers would not. They proudly displayed their name on the cars they make. Think about how much more intricate is God's design of our circulatory system. Do you proudly give God credit for life's design? i got to read some I found here in the back. Just hang on with me, okay? Because listen to this one. All right, so you've seen the drones, right? Drones. All right, drones. They're everywhere. They're watching us right now. I'm sure I'm on the FBI's most watched list. Pretend you're responsible for producing a miniaturized navigational system for a tiny spry drone plane with the following requirements. Lens. Able to see in all directions at the same time. See all the colors of the rainbow and ultraviolet light. You must be able to perceive objects as small as 0.04 thousandth inches from 20 feet away. You must convert images into electronic signals and send them to a central computer for instant processing decisions. You must work in semi-darkness. Navigation system. You must detect the direction of the Earth's magnetic field. You must detect and navigate changes based on the sun's current position. You must be able to navigate to a new location as far away as 3,000 miles. Other requirements. The entire system must be designed to weigh less than 0.5. Five grams. The entire system must be smaller than a pea. The system must be built in less than seven days by one person in total darkness. This optical navigation system has already been designed and manufactured in massive quantities. The design is found in a monarch butterfly. During the first six days of creation, God was also effortlessly designing a billion other creatures overseeing every detail of the cosmos and seeing all of the future, including each of your lives. Still want God's job? Maybe better just stick with the one he's given you, obeying him. This is not an exaggeration. This is what scientists have written down and studied by just looking at what the monarch butterfly could do. That's what you would have to reproduce. That's how highly technical and astounding the butterfly is. Listen to this one. This this just, man, this is just incredible. I just uh, lost the one I wanted. Loons, loons. Loons are our bird, right? You knew that, right? Our state bird. Okay. So listen to the loon story. Loons eat fish and lots of them. Just like we need fishing gear to fish, the loon needs gear. The loon's design for fishing includes swimming goggles, swim flippers, and a special valve to prevent water from going down his throat. The loon's swimming goggles are a set of clear, built-in third eyelids. These transparent eyelids cover the eye as the loon swims, giving it clear underwater vision. The loon's webbed feet act like swim flippers so it can rapidly swim through the water to catch the fish. The webbed feet are positioned near the rear of the torpedo-shaped body, allowing it to quickly, propel quickly through the water with legs far back on the body. Walking on land can be a little awkward. Every time the loon tries to catch a fish for dinner, it opens its mouth underwater. So why doesn't the loon get a mouth full of water? Loons have a built-in valve that closes when water is present, thus allowing them to catch a fish without swallowing a mouthful of water. 
God thought of everything. God designed the loon with the right built-in fishing gear, goggles, flippers, and a throat valve. It's incredible. The humpback whale. This one I thought was astounding because of Michael Phelps. (laughs) You'll understand in a moment. The humpback whale has bumps on the front edges of their flipper. Common sense tells us that a smooth leading edge is more efficient. This is why swimmers shave their legs and wear tight, slick suits to reduce drag in the water. This is why submarines are designed in a smooth tube-like shape. Smooth skin was the conventional underwater design until engineers actually tested a whale's flipper in a wind tunnel. The smooth flipper behaved like a typical airplane wing, providing lift and propulsion to the whale in the water. Surprisingly, the flipper with bumps were found to have 8% better lift and 32% less drag. It also resisted stalling, drastically losing lift at a 40% steeper wing angle. Why did the bumps on the flipper work so much better? The bumps on the leading edge of the flipper broke up the flow of fluid and forced it into fluted valleys in between. This generated eddies that kept the flow attached to the top surface of the flipper, thus increasing lift and resisting stalls. Researchers are now proposing this design for use on helicopter, propellers, and ship rudders. When we take time to study creatures, we are often surprised by all we learn from the design. We have much to learn from the master designer. It would be foolish to attribute this intricate design marvel to chance process such as random mutations guided by natural selection. When we see bumps, we know there must be a bump maker, and that is God. Isn't that amazing? It's just amazing. Okay, I can see you nodding your head. You're so thrilled that I've got to give you one more. All right, this is about a giraffe, okay? So I know you can go to the zoo. We actually have giraffes, right, at our zoo? You've been to our zoo, right, and seen the giraffes? Okay, the Como Zoo has giraffes. I was just there a while ago with my grandchildren. Once you have grandchildren, you have excuses to go do kid stuff again. Listen to this. This is just unbelievable. Soaring about 18 feet off the ground... The giraffe is the tallest living land animal. Being so tall, giraffes have one of the highest blood pressures of all animals. See, you never stop and think about this. See, this is the kind of stuff you sit down and you go, ah, me never think of this. (laughs) Seriously, you need to stop and think about this stuff. Everything you see is like, wow. Did you know that trees humidify the earth? They let off billions and billions of gallons of water without a sound in the atmosphere, providing humidity. I might wait till I read you about the leaf, but I won't tonight. We'll say that for another time. Being so tall, giraffes have one of the highest blood pressures of all animals, and he needs a two-foot-long heart to pump blood up the ten-foot-long neck. Yet the brain is very sensitive to high blood pressure. Consider the giraffe taking a drink. He spreads his front legs and bends his head down. You know, you've seen him do it. Can you imagine? See, you've never, you've never thought of this, because I haven't either. So I know you haven't. <laughs> Think of this. 
Can you imagine the blood rushing down his long neck, gaining speed and finally slamming into his brain? No, I never thought of that. Never even dawned on me because I don't study the works of God. See, imagine if Kratz Creatures was God's creatures and every single day little kids were hearing this. Which is nobody ever told us. I never thought about all the blood rushing down the giraffe's brain. What a headache. Ah, but the creator has built in a special design feature in giraffes only. Within the blood vessels are check valves which slow down the rushing blood and when the blood finally does arrive at the brain, there's a wonder net. And the wonder net acts like a spludge dispersing the blood around the brain. So the blood comes down these valves and it just around this net like a sponge and and it doesn't crush the little giraffe's brain. Evolution believes these features happen by accident. Now listen to this. Evolution believes these these features happen by accident and chance. If this is true, imagine as the giraffe getting a drink when the creature did not have the wonder net and check valves. The giraffe hears a lion, raises his head too quickly, and the blood rushes away from his head, causing him to black out. As a result, he's now lion food. But if he raises his head too slowly, the lion attacks, and again, the giraffe is lion food. How many giraffes would have to be eaten until these two special design features evolved? God, this is ingenious. I love this. How could they have just happened at the same speed at which his neck was miraculously lengthening? Evolution requires an enormous amount of faith and storytelling. The check valves in Wondernet were needed right from the beginning in order for the giraffe to even survive. God created the giraffe on day six of the creation week with all these features. These design features cry out, there is an almighty God who made this. You see what I'm saying? This book, I can't put it down. I'm like going to bed. I'm even staying up a little later than I normally stay up reading this book. I'm like, Ryan Stahl, thank you for this book. Now, I'm going to tell you where to get this book, all right? I would really encourage you. I can't force you. But because I know you want to get closer to God, the more inspired you are, the more you understand about the works of God, the more you'll want to know the God behind the works. There isn't a person in this room, if you're a football person, that would love to sit down and get to know Tim Tebow better if you've watched his highlight reels. There's not a person in this room that wouldn't want the opportunity to meet RG3, catch a few passes from him, sit down, and get to know him better because of what you've seen on his highlight reels. The same is true about God. It's just that we don't know many of them. We don't take the time to ponder the works of God. But notice what the scripture says. God's works are so great worth a lifetime of study. Those who fear the Lord study his works. So anyway, if you have, uh, well, you can listen to the message, but try to remember this. You can get this at Amazon.com if you want. You'll pay a little bit more. I looked it up today. I think it was $10.16. Inspired Evidence, Only One Reality is the name. Inspired Evidence, Only One Reality. You can also get it at Biblio.com. That's B-I-B-L-I-O.com. For $12.70, and they ship it free. Or, this is a long one. 
You can go to truth at searchforthetruth.net. And they, and they have, if you have good computers, which most of you do, I don't. They have super videos, also DVDs that you can watch right there on their site. But here's the deal. If you go to truth at searchforthetruth.net, you can buy a box of 10 of these for $6 each. And you can all pitch in with your friends. Okay? You can buy a box of 10. If you want to just buy two to nine copies, they're $8.96. Uh, I won't tell you the rest. Truth at searchforthetruth.net. And then, like I said, it's broken up into devotional, but I cheated. I just can't help myself. I'm just like reading this thing. I, every single page, I'm telling you, it's just got almost a wow factor to it. Just, just, you're like, wow, wow. Well, I did not know that. <clears throat> they have things in here about these bugs that God made, different bugs. I know you're not really into bugs, probably. But bugs are, I don't like them in my hand, but I don't mind reading about them. It's, it's phenomenal. It'll blow, blow your mind. Some of the chemical processes that these plants, there's this little bug, this, this, and it produces its own cyanide gas, and it kills its prey, and yet the gas won't affect it. It doesn't kill it. There's another bug that has chemicals that produces its own light that is 83% more efficient than any light bulb anybody's even been able to create. I'm reading, I'm like, wow. Then we start talking about cosmology. We start talking about astronomy. We start talking about, I don't know if you saw today. Today, I'm not going to get this quote exactly right, <clears throat> but they found, uh, what are they calling it? Um, I don't know if they're calling it a galaxy that is... Um, 1.5 billion light years across. It's just shattered all their preconceived notions of astronomy. Just this find. It just came back. Just in the news today, this afternoon it got posted. The heavens, the Bible tells us, Psalm 19, declare the glory and the wonder of God. The insects declare the glory and wonder of God. The animals, human beings, babies being born, all the minerals, all the things that God's put in this planet. Think of it, I've told you this before. It's a giant refrigerator filled with everything man needed, all for free, stuck in the ground by God to last as long as man is on the earth. It's unbelievable. <clears throat> Just when they think, Oh my gosh, we're going to run out of oil. They find fracking. And then they find natural gas more than they, I mean, trillions and trillions of, they don't call it gallons, I forget what they call natural gas, but lots and lots and lots of it. Then they're finding up in Canada, the oil sands, they're finding a way to get all the oil out of the sand. Man is always thinking he's outsmarted God. And then God just gives more, more, and we find more and more and more. God is incredible, and he wants to know you. He's incredible, and he wants you to know him. He wants you to understand more and more about who he is and what he can be in your life. So over the next several weeks, we're going to get into this more. We probably won't get into the science aspect of it more, but I wanted to just start with this because there are two primary ways in which we come to know God. We come to know him through his word and his son, and we come to know him through nature. But because, and I say this very sincerely, but very truthfully, your generation is the first generation. You, you, you Gen Xers 
and you millennials in this room tonight, the first generation that has been completely indoctrinated into the biggest lie that has ever been fostered on a world. That is that everything you see came from nothing and just happened. And it's a tragic lie, and what it's caused is a hardening of our heart towards the God who loves you. It's caused us to turn from him, to be disinterested in him, and to not even grasp the extraordinary power and ability and the awesomeness of God. It's robbed you. It's robbed you. And I could go off on a tangent, how angry it makes me. It won't do any good to get angry. I just want to help you get educated. I want to help you come to understand the truth because it will change your life. There's too much at stake if you keep believing a lie. So, inspired evidence, all of it is factual. All of it you can trace down. It's just the truth. You've got to get, it, get a hold of it. All right, let's pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. You are an awe-inspiring God. You're an awe-inspiring God. Lord, we, you know, the more I read this, and as I've read over the last 37 years of my life, I've read other books like this. I've also read your word every day all those years. What you're capable of. Jesus, when you walked on the earth, I mean, you just instantaneously healed people. You told them to walk, they walked. You commanded the weather. You commanded the sea. When the disciples couldn't find any fish, you ordered fish into the net. You parted the Red Sea. You destroyed an entire army. You brought plague after plague on Egypt. Nothing is too hard for our God. And we praise you tonight, Lord, that that's true. And I just pray, Lord, that you'd work in each young person's heart here tonight, that they get a hold of this book, get a hold of this information, and that they would wash away with the truth the lies that have wallpapered their minds. The, the lies that have been painted over and over and over all their life through our school systems, through the things they've seen and heard on television, and that you would shatter the lie and set them free and bring them close to God. In Jesus' name, amen.